It's a blessing. Um, a new chapter. That's how I look at it. Just a fresh start. You know, just being for me, being able to start over and um, in order to show guys who I really am, the type of player I'm able to play linebacker in my natural position that I always been playing. And um, you know, I'm just ready to get after. Welcome to your Friday, November 2nd edition of Between the Horns, a podcast brought to you by the Los Angeles Rams. I'm Miles Simmons, and you just heard from the newest L.A. Ram outside linebacker Dante Fowler. And in this Friday edition of Between the Horns, you'll hear more about the trade, notes on wide receiver Cooper Cup spending return, and we'll give you a few keys to Sunday's game against the Saints. Los Angeles traded a 2019 third-round pick and a 2025th-round pick to Jacksonville to acquire Fowler at this week's trading deadline. And Dante Fowler is expected to immediately provide a boost to the Rams' pass rush. The Jaguars' number three overall pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, Fowler's career got off to an unfortunate beginning when he tore his ACL on the first day of rookie minicamp. But since then, he's been a significant rotational piece for Jacksonville, picking up eight sacks last year, plus two more in the AFC Championship game. That's a lot of sacks for a guy who didn't even play 50% of the defensive snaps. On Wednesday, head coach Sean McVay outlined the reasons why LA wanted to make the trade. We're glad to be able to acquire Dante. It was a great job by Les and our personnel staff um, getting him. We feel like he's going to help us specifically from a rush perspective and got him in here and we'll we'll see how quickly he can get up to speed if he's going to be able to contribute and help us this weekend. But we're excited to get Dante here. So how does Fowler fit in, and can he be on the field as soon as this week? Defensive coordinator Wade Phillips answered both of those questions on Thursday. That's probably one of the easiest positions to come in and play is say, hey, you go rest the passer on this down. So, um, But he's picked up everything. He seems like a sharp guy. He's picked up everything so far. Um, you know, we may use him in, in our first and second down defense too. So, so. Um, you know, we need an outside backer just numbers wise, if nothing else. Uh, but now we got, you know, we got a guy that we feel like can help us uh, even on first and second down. But uh, we think he'll help us on third downs. Addressing the media Wednesday on his first day as a Ram, Fowler said that the players in L.A. had already embraced him warmly. You know, all these guys, you know, took me in as their little brother. Um, you know, I've been looking at, you know, AD when he was at Pitt and Brockers when he was at LSU dominating and stuff like that. And, of course, Sue when he was at Nebraska. So, um, you know, these guys that, you know, I looked up to I already know, you know, their style of game, you know, the way that they play, I'm just ready to come in and, you know, show these guys that, you know, they can trust me and they know that um, I'm be able to come in here and I'm going to work and they, they can depend on me. Putting Fowler on a defensive front that already has Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and Michael Brockers should provide a lot of one-on-one pass rushing opportunities for a guy like Fowler. And that's something that excites the new L.A. Ram and his teammates like Aaron Donald because it allows Fowler to do what he does best. I mean, you got uh, the bestie tackle, uh, the bestie tackle uh, in the league, uh, Dominican Sue's a uh, Dominant, uh, dominant defensive tackle. Um, shouldn't be no reason when I do have my one-on-ones. I just got to make the most out of them and uh, make every opportunity out of it. I'm for sure, we're gonna see. You know, I know you're gonna, you know, I know you're gonna have his one-on-ones. He's gonna win. You know, he can win a different way. Like I said, I watched him play a lot. You know, definitely last year. You know, he can win in different ways. Definitely with the speed and you know, he got technique and pass rush moves that he can you know throw in there as well. So. Um, I'm just ready. I'm just excited that he's here. And, you know, the, the build with this group we already got, you know, it's definitely going to be special. 
In some positive injury news, wide receiver Cooper Cup is expected to be back for the Rams this week against the Saints. He went through his first practice since injuring his knee in Denver on Thursday, and while he was a little bit coy about it, Cup did say he's excited to get back with his teammates. And I, I can't wait to be able to get out there and play again with the guys. And um, you know, in my head, I've been trying to tell coach that I'm ready to go. And um, you know, but you know, it's all about a process. You know, what's best for this team. And, I'm going to keep taking this thing one day at a time and uh, keep working towards my goal of being able to play on Sunday. Cup noted he has an appreciation for the fact that things could have been a lot worse when it comes to his knee injury. But he's such a team-oriented guy that it clearly bothered him a lot that he was unable to play. I imagine this couple last couple weeks have been like really tough for you, just not being able to be out on the field with your teammates, etc. Oh, yeah. I mean... Gosh, that's the, you know, the the first thing uh, that goes through my head when I'm, you know, as soon as it as it happens is, you know, I, I'm letting these guys down by not being able to be out there and compete. And uh, you know, you put so much time and effort into um, getting your body ready to play, and then you know, when you're when you aren't able to, because um, your body's not allowing you to, you know, you definitely feel like, you know, could I've done more? What else could I've done to make to prevent this from happening? And, um, uh, so, you know, it's, it's been tough, but uh, the guys that we brought in, you know, Nick's done an incredible job and, uh, you know, trying to do my best just to support the guys and do whatever I can from the sidelines and, you know, in the facility here to help any way that I can. So, um, but definitely looking forward to being able to go out there and actually play the game. Both wide receiver Robert Woods and running back Todd Gurley noted just how much of a benefit it is the Cup will be available in the lineup this week. Uh, big left, you know, it's another weapon coming attack the field. We know we can go out there and attack with uh, with Josh Reynolds as well. All of our weapons, but we got another weapon coming up. Um, Cooper uh, getting in the lineup, just uh, letting him get back in, and working in the slot, uh, getting to find his groove and, and find the end zone. Josh came in and, you know, stepped up big. But, but Cooper Cup is, um, he's a great man, great great guy on the field. Can't be guarded, you know, one-on-one. Um, makes guys look silly, and he's just keep getting better and just keep keep improving such a smart player understands the game um, and you know we all know our roles on, on on the team not much else to report when it comes to injuries for the la rams in week nine outside linebacker trayvon young was back at practice after a back issue flared on him during the preparation for last week's game against green bay and cornerback sam shields missed thursday's practice with an illness but new orleans running back alvin Kamara did too at this point, doesn't seem like either illness would keep either player out on Sunday. However, Saints rookie defensive end Marcus Davenport is slated to be out for the next few weeks with a toe injury. And even though Davenport has been coming on as of late, Sean McVay said the rookie not being there won't have much an effect on what L.A. can do offensively. Yeah, you know, it doesn't change much because, you know, he's done a really nice job and he's gotten involved a little bit more of late on some of their first and second down stuff. And you can see why um, they gave up what they did to go get him. He's going to be a special player for a long time. But, you know, Okafor is a really good player as well. He's had a lot of success in this league. Uh, Cameron Jordan continues to demonstrate why he's one of the more complete defensive linemen in this league. They've got great size inside. Um, you know, they're, they're number one in the league in rush defense. They've got some really good players on the back end. You know, just acquired Eli Apple. 
think Williams is one of the better safeties in the league in terms of his range. Uh, Von Bell's played a lot of football, and, and Lattimore is one of the best corners in this league. You know, he's got the ability to match up, uh, play star coverage on whoever they deem as some of the team's best receivers. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great challenge. P.J. Williams coming off a defensive player of the week where he's got great instincts and awareness at that nickel spot. So we got to be ready to go. But uh, Okafor has been a guy that's played a lot, uh, doesn't change much. Uh, certainly Davenport is a guy that's going to be a really good player and has played really well of late. So you, you hate to see anybody get injured uh, no matter what, you know, whether you're playing them or not. Now let's turn it to keys to the game. This week's first key has got to be holding the Saints to field goals, not touchdowns. If you look at New Orleans offense, they are explosive. You know they have Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. In order to really beat them, you have to hold them when you get down into the red zone. They are going to get theirs. You know that with Drew Brees. However, if you can hold them to field goals and they're not getting into that box, that is going to help you a lot. The second key, I would say you've got to accept the challenge of that New Orleans defense. Right now, the Saints are number one against the run, both in terms of yards per carry and yards surrendered per game. They're really, really stout against the run. Now, everybody knows that means that they're not necessarily as stout against the pass. They are ranked in the bottom 20s there, but... You still, if you're the Los Angeles Rams, you know you're coming in as the number one rushing offense, accept the challenge, and then, as Andrew Whitworth said a couple weeks ago, this team feels like they can run the ball on anybody. Go out there and prove it. If you control the game with the run game, that means you're controlling the clock. That means you're not giving Drew Brees and that offense as many opportunities to get on the field. If the Rams can do that, that's going to be a big help. Last key. The Rams have got to remain road warriors. The Rams have done a great job under Sean McVay in winning games away from the Coliseum. We always put it like that because that London game last year counts as a home game technically, but the Rams right now have lost one game in the McVay era when they're not playing at the Coliseum. You've got to be able to keep that up. It's going to be a really tough environment down in New Orleans in that Superdome. But if the Rams can come out, score some points early, that is definitely going to be a big help in terms of trying to stay undefeated in 2018. That will do it for this November 2nd edition of Between the Horns. Thanks so much for listening. DeMarco Farr and I will see you Sunday for Rams pregame live from the sideline at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome at about 1245 Pacific. You can catch that on the social channels, Twitter and Facebook. And then kick off between the 8-0 LA Rams and 6-1 and New Orleans Saints will come your way at 1.25 p.m. You can watch the game on Fox and locally on the NFL app or you can catch that radio call on ESPN LA. Enjoy the game. Hey, hey.